Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Oh My Allergies podcast. This is your hostess with the mostest, Valencia. And if you are new here, the Oh My Allergies podcast is a podcast about all things allergies. Whether you have food allergies, seasonal allergies, skin allergies, or even your pet has allergies, Oh My Allergies is a safe space for discussions for those that need a bit of advice and support from someone who understands their struggle. Let's learn how to navigate life and learn how to thrive with our allergies together. Welcome to or welcome back to the Oh My Allergies podcast. Before we get started, make sure that you are subscribed to the Oh My Allergies podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Follow the Oh My Allergies podcast Instagram at Oh My Allergies just to keep up with what we are doing and to see some really fun content. Rate and review the podcast. Hopefully it is five stars. Just we would really appreciate it if you took the time out of your day to not only rate but also to do a written review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out so much. And keep on sharing the podcast with people you know and don't know. Today, I'm going to chat about how season two has gone, you know, what I've learned from season two, from guests and just the whole process, and what's to come for the Oh My Allergies podcast for season three. I actually did a season one reflection for the first season of the Oh My Allergies podcast. So this is something that I do at the end of the season just to be able to reflect and just talk about the really cool things that happened in the past season. So season two, honestly, it's just been such an awesome season. You know, it was the season where I started interviewing people and having guests on the show. It was also the season where the growth of my podcast absolutely skyrocketed. So really, there's a lot of great things that came out of season two. Now, when I first started my podcast, I did not have the intention of having guests on whatsoever. You know, I was content with me just talking by myself. And you know, that was that just being honest. And then we started getting DMs on the Oh My Allergies podcast Instagram, which is at Oh My Allergies. So make sure that you follow us on there. And like people keep asking me if I'm going to have guest on my podcast and at first it kind of made me start to second guess myself because I was like well do people not enjoy me talking by myself um but along the way I've just learned that having interviews every once in a while is not a bad thing and it allows listeners to learn about other people's allergy journeys and hear people talk about topics that I might not be a hundred percent familiar with you know I've gotten to learn about celiac disease you know what it's like being a business owner in the food allergy space, sulfite intolerances, you know, the emotional impact of having allergies from somebody who has like a master's in psychology and honestly just so much more. And although I do like having guests on the podcast sometimes, you know, I don't think that I want the podcast to become an interview-based podcast. So it will be a solo podcast with a dose of interviews from time to time. But I'm not going to lie, the whole idea going into season two of having guests. It was super, super, super nerve wracking to just wrap my head around that concept at first. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, like I have to come up with questions. Like what the heck am I going to even ask people? And you know, am I going to be good at it? Am I going to be a good interviewer? Those were all things that were going through my head. And you know, one thing that I've learned from 
you know, listening to the guests that we've had on the podcast this season from, you know, doing the actual recording and from listening to everything back during the editing process and then kind of listening to everything once it goes live is that everyone really does have a unique allergy journey. You know, the way people are first exposed to this whole world of allergies and immunology and intolerances, it varies. You know, we've had people on the podcast this season that discovered they were allergic to various foods and other things, you know, when they were first born or later in life or parents who were exposed due to their kids having and developing them to parents who have adopted children and had to learn about the allergy world and not really knowing what they were fully getting themselves into, you know, no matter where you are on your allergy journey, I feel like each guest this season and even myself from talking about different topics I've talked about in solo episodes, even though they may be from like different backgrounds and they're at different levels within their allergy journey, they each shared really great nuggets of knowledge. Something that, you know, I as I reflected on season two, Um, that came to mind is that, you know, a common misconception in this whole world of allergies and immunology and intolerances is that there's only a singular way of what those things will look like and entail. And even when it comes to food allergies in specific, you know, people unfamiliar with allergies think that the only food allergen is peanuts. And, you know, we've talked about that on the podcast Instagram, which is at Oh My Allergies. We've posted things about how, you know, people feel like if they don't know about the allergy, then it doesn't exist. Or they might be familiar with peanuts and dairy and they think those are the only allergens when there's really a top eight. And then that there's really, you know, in other countries like the UK, there's a top 14. So a lot of people are not really familiar with some of the allergens that might not be, you know, in their inner circle, whether that's with their friends or their family or people that they come across on a day-to-day basis. And so I feel like in this season, especially, you know, we did a really great job of having guests be able to talk about so many different types of allergies. You know, we've talked with two people this season who have dairy allergies, but one person has an anaphylactic allergy and the other one doesn't. So having a dairy allergy, you know, in that example, doesn't just look one way. And so it's just been so interesting being able to talk with people that have the same allergies, but their journey having those allergies is totally different. Another thing that I learned during this season is that if you're a baby and your mother has something to eat, the traces of what you know she ate will be in her breast milk. And if you're allergic, then you're bound to have some sort of a reaction. You know, our first guest on the podcast, you know, in general, but it also happened in season two. Uh, we had Jenna So from So Yum. You know, she talked about how she had her first anaphylactic reaction when she was an infant to dairy and she talked about how she had a reaction to her mother's breast milk and you know we had another guest more recently serene peary um from serene safe on instagram you know she talked about how her mother had i think it was a reese's peanut butter cup and the traces of it was in her breast milk and then she had an anaphylactic reaction because of it so it's something that people especially non-allergic people don't tend to think about so i'm happy that you know these ladies brought up those stories in their oh my allergy stories because It really just brings awareness to that side of allergies. As I was thinking and reflecting on season two, I thought that was a really good takeaway was the importance of 
uh, stressing how important it is to know alternative names for not only my allergens, but other allergens and knowing why it's important to know alternative names for your allergen. You know, if you're allergic to soy, you know, you need to know that that can be found in not only obvious things like soy sauce, but also in liquid aminos and also in edamame and how bean curd is the same thing as tofu. And then like if you're allergic to milk, you need to know other names for it like whey and casein. So those are really good takeaways that I know from having to do you know, my own research when I talked about that topic on the podcast about different alternative names to know when you're going grocery shopping. You know, I even learned so much from doing that and learning a lot more about my allergens and knowing what to look for because there's some alternative names for allergens that are not just so black and white and they're a lot more complex and you might not even recognize them firsthand when you see them. So definitely I learned the importance of having to know alternative names for your allergens and how you might put yourself in a situation where if you don't know an alternative name for your allergen and you're just looking for milk or you're looking for nuts or you're looking for peanuts and you don't see that so you think it's okay and then you eat it and then you have some sort of a reaction and then you're confused and you're like what the heck just happened like I checked the label and I didn't see anything and then you found out that your allergen was being hidden by an alternative name so certain situations like that I've learned along the years and just from doing research for my allergens that it's super important to know the different alternative names for them. Another thing that I learned this season was about sesame and pea being allergens that are really just so much on the rise and more and more people are finding out that they're allergic to them and how those allergens are very, very tricky to spot. You know, more recently we had Serene Peary from Serene Safe on Instagram and she talked about her allergy to sesame. And then we also had Maria Alexander in our podcast episode of um, how to be able to manage allergies in high school you know she talked about how he and sesame is really her tricky allergens because they're kind of sneaky ingredients and they kind of sneak their way into different foods that you never would really think of them being in you know of course like sesame they have the more obvious products like sesame oil and of course the native form of sesame seeds and tahini and things like that but there's some examples like for pea and for people who are vegetarian or eat vegetarian meals or eat more plant-based or eat vegan um there's a lot more products that are out there that are using pea protein to supplement not eating meat so i know like there's some brands like beyond meat like they have pea protein in their burgers and their sausages and things like that so like if you're allergic to the pea then like obviously that's not something that you can have but you wouldn't really think of pea being in products like that so really just being aware of the different foods that you're putting in your body and really, really, really reading the labels. That's something that I stressed so much throughout this season, whether it was from me personally, whether it was from guests, we all echoed the same thing about the importance of reading labels and even reading labels, even if you've purchased the product, you know, over and over and over again, whether that's been for days, months, years, formulas change all the times and products. I think in the episode that we had with Maria Alexander from Allergy With Me, she talked about how there was a food item that she and her family had been getting like for years. And then 
she ended up buying the product and her family and her skimmed over the ingredients, but she said that they didn't do as good of a job as they thought that they did. And they ended up realizing that the food that they purchased had a formula change and it had one of her allergens in it. So really that shows the importance of not only reading the ingredient labels when you're coming across a new product, but reading the ingredient labels when you're coming across products that have been in your family for days, months, years, and have become a family favorite. Do you never know when a formula change might happen? Because you know, right now we're still in a pandemic. There could be situations where certain resources might not be available and how some manufacturers Manufacturers might be trying to make adjustments to their formulas based off of which products they can get their hands on the quickest. So you really just need to be aware of the nutrition facts on different products, whether it's foods, whether it's skincare, anything. You really just need to make sure that you're looking at the ingredients for any product that you purchase, whether you're ingesting it, whether you're putting it topically on your body, you just have to be super, super aware. Another thing that I learned during this season was the importance of having a positive mindset when having allergies and immune conditions. You know, it's so easy to view your body as, you know, being broken and just counting all of the things that you can't have. I've learned that it's important to focus on the things that you can have and learn how to incorporate self-care when it comes to allergies because stress can trigger allergy symptoms, asthma, and also some immune conditions. So really when you're in a negative mindset, you're really putting a lot of stress on yourself and you're making yourself really anxious and things like that. And that can amplify some of your allergy symptoms. So really I've learned the importance of putting myself first, learning that it's okay to accept the fact that you might be feeling anxious about a situation, but not letting how anxious you feel take over you completely and have it where your body is running off of being anxious. You know, you want to have it where you feel safe enough to, you know, go out to, to the grocery store to be able to pick up different foods, you know, having it where you might go to a family member's house for a little get together where food is involved and you don't want to be a person where you feel like you can't trust anybody. You know, we've all been there. Um, for people who have allergies, food allergies, any type of allergy, we've all been in a place mentally where we feel like we literally cannot trust anything that we've been given and we feel super paranoid and it's just not a really good place to be for long term, especially if you've been in certain positions where you ask the right questions, but then a reaction still happened because the other person just wasn't fully aware of what they were giving you. Of course, that's going to cause a lot of trust issues, but realizing that it's okay to feel anxious at times and that it's okay to acknowledge those feelings because you don't want to be in denial and have toxic positivity, but it's okay to recognize the fact that, okay, I'm feeling anxious in the situation, but don't let it overtake you. When Serene talked about in the episode when we had her on the podcast and she talked about a quote from I think his name was Dr. Mike on YouTube she had said to be alert but don't be anxious and I feel like that's such a really great quote to live by especially if you have allergies because it's just so easy for your anxiety to just completely take over you but like I said it's important to recognize that you are feeling anxious in that moment allow yourself to you know feel that emotion 
but don't let it overtake you because that's kind of when things can go downhill and you don't want that. So it's really important when you have allergies to really think about all of the, you know, plus sides to having allergies, which is why, you know, in my episodes where I'm interviewing guests, I always try to ask them, you know, what are some things that you feel like you've learned from having allergies that you feel like you probably would not know um, if you didn't have allergies at all. And, you know, I get so many varying responses. You know, some people say that, you know, they felt like a whole new sense of awareness for what foods are going in their body. You know, they feel like since they're looking at ingredient labels as it is for their allergens, that they feel like they have more of an awareness and more information to make informed decisions on what they're going to eat to make sure that they're eating, you know, more healthier for their body and they're feeling good on the inside and outside um, to people feeling like they now have a sense of courage and they're able to be able to advocate for themselves, to be able to speak up and to be able to speak out if they feel like they're being wronged in a certain situation. You know, we've gotten responses like how people feel like it's given them, you know, a sense of responsibility. They've had to grow up quickly in the sense of having to know how to speak for themselves, not being afraid, being able to get over that hurdle. So there's so many different positive sides to having allergies. So really, it's important to focus on the good and acknowledge that there are some bad, but to put more of your energy towards the good and the positive of having an allergy. One last thing that I want to talk about in this episode that I've learned during season two is that it's important to show support towards people in your life that have allergies and immune conditions and to be open to learning. You know, we've talked about topics like this, such as, you know, what you should not say to someone with allergies and how to be able to show support towards people in your life that have allergies and you might not know where to start. You know, you might not be even 100% sure what an allergy is, but as long as you're willing to do the work to learn and educate yourself, which can be applied to so many different aspects of life, you know, whether it's racial injustice, whether it's social injustice, whatever the case may be, it really starts with, are you willing to listen? And are you willing to accept that you might not even know all the answers? Heck, I don't even know all the answers when it comes to allergies. And so really, it's a day by day where you're learning something new each day. So really just being open to learning, you know, in addition to covering, you know, what you should not say to someone with allergies. We've talked about food allergy discrimination. We've talked about the role of race and ethnicity in food allergies and just so much more. And it's allowed me to talk about topics that honestly, I've never really talked about before. And to be able to raise awareness about, you know, not only the role of race and ethnicity in food allergies, but also some of the disparities within food allergy education for underserved communities and also for people of color. And, you know, as a person who is a person of color myself, you know, I think it's really important to raise awareness for those sides as well and advocating for more food allergy education, you know, not only for, you know, underserved communities, but also just for people in general to be able to have it where a lot more people learn so much more about food allergies, allergies in general, and why they're important and what they can do to people if they have, you know, either a mild reaction or even an anaphylactic reaction. So overall, I feel like 
season two has been just such an amazing season. I've learned so much. I've grown so much as a as a podcaster. And I'm just very pleased with a lot of the topics that were discussed during this season of the podcast. And I'm just so excited for the future episodes to come. You know, expect more foodie likes, more allergy news, you know, new guests, conversations on, you know, setting boundaries when it comes to allergies, how to make cooking with allergies fun, and just so much more. So definitely, like I said before, make sure you hit that subscribe button on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure to rate and review the podcast. Hopefully it is five stars. Keep on sharing the podcast with people you know and don't know. And I will see you guys in season three. Bye guys.